Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned in to page one, and tonight from the Midwest, it is yours truly, LeVar, and from the West, wait, there's nobody out West. Um, not tonight. Not tonight. From the Southwest. Not tonight. Yes. No. Southwest tonight. Mary, what's going on? <laughs> South Midwest. <laughs> no, it's good. How are you? It's, I'm okay. No. I, I think that is like Southwest. Are you sure? No. Yeah. Even though, yeah, I don't know. It's don't its know. own place. Just, yeah, just down here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so if, uh, well, I'm not even going to get up. I know what people probably have come for and what we're going to talk about, but there's so much to talk about. I kind of want to clear up some things from last week before we even get kind of like started. Uh, I wish folks could like hear us conversate like before the show. I don't know why Blog uh-huh. Talk Radio doesn't pick it up before the show. But anyway, you know, last week we had a topic discussion about what, standing in line for things for a long time as well as uh, NCAA, which seems to have bought out a lot of like comments on stuff, and I don't know if down the line we will probably like uh, talk about it again. But there's two big stories that came out today uh, involving NCAA athletes and money mm-hmm. and things that are kind of affecting them, which kind of mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things brings everything that we talked about just last week of mine um but also of course are, are we talking was, about that emergency injunction or is that what you were what you were bringing yeah. up yeah yeah uh, uh for the memphis basketball player who actually played this evening but uh unfortunately he won't be able to play after this evening um yeah and then there's an ohio state player um what the uh, defensive end yeah yeah Yikes. Not a different yep. stuff going on. So I think it now brings apart or brings up the thing of these guys just need to get paid because they're college students. They're college students. I don't know if you pay them and rob it, but yes, they got to make some money somehow. Right. I mean, I hell, if you can get paid in prison, then why can't you get paid in college? Right. That's kind of disturbing. You pay them in cigarettes, they'll be fine. <laughs> Put some money on their books. <laughs> Sliding underneath their dorm room door. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Uh, then you got to watch out for the roommate. Can't just slide money out of the door. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, by the way, a uh, little bit of housekeeping also here is that uh, you can, of course, follow us on Twitter. Mary is over at. Are you going to guess or are you going to try to make me say it again? Uh, I'll let you say it again. I usually like to just hand it off. <laughs> All right. I'm at Blue Eyes Mama. Yes. And you are at? News Comment BTR, which um, we follow along. And uh, you can follow us. I'm sorry I had to hashtag everybody out today. Uh, if you've seen <laughs> some of the hashtags for this show that I've done, I did the top three hashtags. Which were, I believe it was like Friday thoughts, Friday motivation, Friday something. So I just threw in every hashtag available uh, and hashtagged it out. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure everybody everywhere pretty much saw what we were doing. So um, 
But, yeah, you can follow us along there. And even if you want to get involved in on the conversation, you can uh, hashtag Page1BTR, or I will be even more nicer tonight, and we will open up the lines, 563-999-3779, if you want to chime in on any of the stories that we're talking about. Um, any guesses as to what our first and probably main topic is going to be? Oh, I have a guess. <laughs> we have, well, <laughs> it's the biggest one out there right now that involves, you know, a certain person. Well, non-political story. We're not going to be talking about politics, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, of course, I don't, and I'm going to, well, of course it's about the guy. I mean, we're not going to um, sugarcoat this here. And yeah, don't, I would just don't. Yeah, and I would hope by now that tonight uh you know pretty much how both Barry and I are. We don't really uh beat around the bush when it comes to particular things. Um and I guess for the sake of saying it, even though I did not put it, I mean the visibility for the show as always is open to the public, but probably over the next few minutes, there will be some things discussed of a frank and explicit nature. Uh, Listener discretion is advised. Rarely do I have to do this, but I feel that we kind of have to only because of the story itself and what it involves. Uh, I guess, should I do a little bit of a background for folks here who have not probably heard this story? I mean, you, you I mean, I, if you haven't. No, no, I. Yeah, you're you're under a rock if you haven't. But um, you might want to do uh, like the uh, high level background on it. High level background. Okay. Real right. short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, comments made. A lot of people discussed it. It's a story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that was a Cliff Notes version. Perfect. Anyway, that was actually pretty perfect. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. So pretty much. To give you a little bit of a background on this, uh, if you don't know who T.I. is, he is a rapper, a reality star. Uh, Earlier this week, uh, he appeared as a guest on the Ladies Like Us podcast, during which he made disturbing uh, statements about visiting the gynecologist with his 18-year-old daughter, uh, Deja. On the episode, uh, he shared with the co-host that he has yearly trips to the gynecologist with his daughter to check her. Is it hymen? Am I am I saying this correct? Yes, it's hymen. Yeah, you're I, saying I it correctly. I should go all week after like it being talked about. But he even recalled visiting the doctor after his daughter's 16th birthday. And I'm going to say what he said in quote. Right after the birthday, we celebrate. Usually the day after the party, she's enjoying her gifts. I put a sticky note on the door. Gyno tomorrow, 930. We'll go and sit down, and the doctor will come and talk, and you know the doctors maintain a high level of professionalism. He's like, well, you know, sir, in order for me to share information, I say, Deja, they may want you to sign this so we can share information. Is there anything you would not want me to know? I said, look, doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports, man. Just check the hymen, please, and give me back my results expeditiously. But I will say, as of her 18th birthday, her hymen is still intact. And, of course, his podcast comment sparked a frenzy on social media with celebrities such as Christy Teigen and Iggy Azalea showing their reactions on Twitter. Uh, Now the podcast hosts have posted a statement on their social media pages addressing their response, and they apologized for their knee-jerk reaction to the uncomfortable topic. And they said that they were completely caught off guard, shocked, and looking back, They should have reacted much differently in the moment. The comments that were made and the reaction that followed are not in any way a reflection of their personal views on the topic and that they support and love women and feel that their bodies are theirs to do as they wish. There was absolutely no ill intent toward any party involved and feel deeply awful about the entire incident. Um, One of the things is that not only has uh, those who have been disturbed by these comments come out, but people who also supported him or have taken kind of like a neutral stance. Uh, I do know, I think Irv Gotti was talking to TMZ 
and said that, hey, what he does is, you know, how he raises his kids. There's been a couple other people who have come out and said the same thing. And his daughter has yet to publicly respond to her dad's podcast comments, which I kind of would expect that that would be the case right now. Uh, For full disclosure here, uh, I do not have, well, uh, indirectly, uh, you know, I have not raised any young ladies from, like, you know, small age to grown up, but you have, my friend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am going to... And I was a young lady at one, one point. Yes, you were, yes. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to say my comments just yet. I'm going to pretty much leave the floor. I am going to... <laughs> oh, you, don't put me on the spot like that. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going to let you pretty much give your comments on what has happened this week. Because I guess before I do, um, I have seen where a lot of people have come out and they said that you know, of course, this is not a joking matter, and, you know, then it kind of goes back to the whole thing of uh, women uh, not really having controls over, or control over their bodies. And like I said, we have not heard from his daughter yet. I don't know how much of this that he's talking about is I, – I don't I – don't, I'd like to think that he was pretty much just kind of like blowing smoke up our eyes, but it's pretty graphic and pretty to the point not to. But I'm going to let you share your thoughts and opinions on this, especially as a mom and as a woman. Uh, what did you think when you heard all this? I, I was shocked and appalled. Um, that's the short answer. The the long answer, uh, unfortunately, it's very it's very um, complicated because as as a as, as a parent, I understand what he's what he was trying to say. I don't think he was doing it. Let's back that up. What he's trying to say is he's trying to steer his child. And I I do have a teenage daughter. He's trying to make sure that his child makes good decisions. And that's what every parent wants to do. So in that case, I understand what he's trying to like lead her down that path. The problem I have is, that just going to a gynecologist and saying, tell me she's still a virgin, is not steering her down the right path. If anything, that's just making it even worse. And then the reason, like what he's using to, to denote her virginity is so archaic, and I just want to, like, I, I'm, I'm rubbing my head. I could stand on my soapbox and scream this to the hills. It's like, you are being dumb. This is why you're a dude. Like, you obviously don't have the female parts. You don't understand the female parts, and this is why you don't get it. Um, as a woman, if that was my father, and, and maybe it's different, I, 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 and I'm waiting for her reaction, his daughter's reaction to all of this, but I have a feeling that that's not going to come just because, I mean, he is a rapper. He lives on controversy. That's, that, that probably brings his name out into the, you know, out into the public, and now everybody's going to go, what? What does he do? And they're going to go and re- research it. That's just human nature. So she may not do that. Um, but as a woman, if that was my dad and that was what I would, oh God, I would, it would be demeaning. It would feel somebody said the word possessive at one point it really does it feels like I'm a possession at that point um and it just it it just it that gets me on a human level forget mom level so on one hand I do understand what he's trying to say I think he's doing it the the most asinine way that is conceived that is not what you do and then on top of that he's not being consistent across all of his kids it's only his daughter's that he's doing this, whereas his son, he's doing a totally different thing. And that goes into the whole double standard. That goes into you treating them differently. Um, I mean, yeah, they have different issues, but here's a condom so you don't get somebody pregnant, not are you still a virgin? Because there's no, there's no test for boys, are you still a virgin? You know, 
no offense to any boys out here, but a penis is a penis, and it's going to look like a penis no matter what. Like, that's it. So it works the same way whether you're a virgin or not a virgin. Or at least I think it does. I would know I'm a woman. But I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Um, whereas he's using this very archaic, and even doctors tell people that this is archaic. This is so patriarchal. It's so old. It's such an awful test that, yeah. And then on top of that, the test itself, not to be graphic, but when you go into a gynecologist to have that test done, that's a little bit demeaning as well. Um, now, I'm, I've been to the gynecologist quite a number of times, so my, my gynecologist and I are, are, you know, we're pretty, um, we're on first name basis, you know, we see each other, it's, hey, how you doing kind of thing, and we're all business. And I'm kind of over all of that embarrassing stuff, but if she's been doing this since she started her period as a teenager, that's rough to be, right. that's your first experience into being, you know, to seeing a doctor of that nature. So that was me. I'm going to breathe. I'll let you have an opinion at that point and more than happy to answer questions if you have more like clarifications for that. Yeah. And there's a couple of people who have come out this week. Uh, Dr. Oz, uh, the good doc also said that what he's doing is ineffective and there's a much better way. Uh, and that uh, he said that, um, and as you were saying, the hymen doesn't guarantee what he thinks it does, and we're guessing that uh, uh, he also says that the different approach should be pretty much is just conversation. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then also there was an interesting article that came out today from the New York Times, and if you guys will permit me for a second, uh, that the New York Times, the article pretty much states rapper T.I.'s daughter should never have had, quote, a virginity test. There is no exam to verify virginity. Uh, This is from medical experts, and the attempt violates women's rights. Uh, It was a great article by uh, Ronnie Karen uh, Rabin and uh, how scientists have long condemned so-called virginity testing as a violation of women's rights as well as a sham procedure unsupported by evidence. Uh, Dr. Martha Quinlan, an associate professor of uh, obstetrics, I'm going to get this so wrong, in gynecology, excuse me, it's 10 o'clock at night, says a virginity exam does not exist. Um, if someone bought me a girl for a virginity exam, I would tell them I can't say either way. And um, in the United States, parents no longer have the right to see a child's medical records after age 18 and they need permission to discuss diagnosis and treatments with a doctor or medical provider. Um, In the interview, T.I. recalled that during the appointment, a doctor said he needed such permission to learn about his daughter's hymen and that he told her to provide it. Uh, The trend in adolescent medicine, however, is for doctors to see young patients alone so that they may discuss such sensitive topics as sexuality or drug use. Uh, There's good research that teens uh, will forego care if they think their confidentiality is not protected. And an adolescent without confidential access to a doctor may be sexually active, for example, but unwilling to seek birth control. And the doctor encourages parents to leave the room during the exam and subsequent conversation. A third person will remain as a chaperone. And it kind of goes into a lot of technical uh, explanation about the hymen and what it does and how it can... Mm-hmm. be torn or stretched during sexual intercourse, physical activity, tampon use, or medical procedures. So the hymen is a rim of tissue that may be more prominent than some and than in others. People who don't do this for a living don't understand the anatomy. It's like earlobes. The doctor says there are tons of different appearances. You can tell if someone has had a you know a de- vaginal delivery, but to tell if someone has had vaginal intercourse is not possible. Uh, not every girl is born with one according to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, in the presence of or absence of one does not indicate virginity. And so, you know, it goes on and on in regards to uh, how we could be, I guess pretty much put, it's a dangerous thing 
to, and I'm not saying he did this knowingly, but it's a dangerous thing to put out there, hey, I did this, this is how I found out my daughter was pregnant. But uh, perhaps if he had done his research, <laughs> instead of just jumping feet in first, uh, he will have realized that the procedures that he was taking her for meant nothing more than, you know, any other testing in which we can't medically say if someone is still a virgin or not. As yeah, me, the only way you can medically say that is if she goes, I'm not a virgin. Right. So I guess for me, you know, as a guy, but like I said, you know, I uh, my experience with raising young ladies uh, a little bit different one day when I choose to probably talk about it, I will talk about it, but I was more – at the end of the day, I'm more embarrassed and I feel more bad for her and more mm-hmm. outraged at his trying to control this situation like this rather than saying, hey, I sit down with my kids, have conversations about mm-hmm. you know, being sexually active early to do what he's done. Granted, yes, you know, you want to make sure that your child knows about sex, but to kind of almost be there, and I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say yes, to be there, quote, forcibly to get Mm -hmm. a result that you want, that is wrong at the highest levels that I can't even tell you how wrong that is. You know, it's bad Mm -hmm. enough in this world where, women already have to go through a lot of other things. But to be, quote, drug literally to the doctor, just so that we can see if you're still a virgin, it's one more thing that that young lady does not need in her life. There's enough stresses that she has as a woman a woman going on in society, you know, that to have her own father sit here and say, hey, even if I, I mean, I don't know why, and if I was probably the person on the other end of that conversation, and I'm pretty sure, and I can't talk about other podcasters or what they do, and, you know, yeah, I mean, if something like that happened in that situation, yeah, you're kind of shocked. You really don't know how to respond to that. But I think a part of me would have probably snapped back out of that quickly. And my next question to him would have been, hey, why do you feel the need to take your daughter to the doctor like that couldn't you just have a conversation and trust what you've taught your daughter growing up? Because now my question is, is that if you feel the need to protect her virginity like so, that's either telling me that you're not providing a good example at home of doing that or having a conversation because kids do listen. You know, even if there was a thought that your daughter was, quote, somewhat sexually active, this is where you now have that conversation. Not drag mm-hmm. her to a doctor, mm-hmm. stand there like you're some type of, like, you know, uh, master looking for a result that you want to hear. Or, you know, I just want to make sure you're still a virgin. To me, that... I, and, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. To me, no, no, it, no. it... Keep going. To it, you. It, it's so, you know, like I said, women have enough... You know, as far as issues going on, you know, growing up and even as grown-ups. But to do that, it puts too much of that, I'm not going to call it creepy, but it puts too much of that creepy, like, I'm going to rule every, you know, part of you, including your body, and I'm going to do it like this and, like, make sure that everything's still intact. And even now, Mm -hmm. at 18, you know, if you haven't had this discussion with her or trust that she is going to do the right things once she is out of your sight, then you have to like take a look at the mirror and do the things that it takes so that, you know, what the end result that you don't want doesn't happen. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it's even as a guy, I, I'm like, even as a dad, it, you know, I would probably sit there and be like, I couldn't do that. You know, what the heck, man? Yeah. You know? 
And it's a, I'm it's appalled such as you are because I was like, when I've read this story all week, there's no way that you could sugarcoat this, defend it at all. You know, yeah. is there a whole thing of, hey, let's back off because that's how he's raising his kid? You, For those who say that, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, that is his child. That's how he's going to be, and that's how he wants to do it. We can't say, hey, don't do it or it's illegal. But at the same time, let's educate him. And I hope that he is now kind of learning from a lot of the feedback this week as to just how kind of demeaning that is and how it could be handled better than just dragging your kid and putting a post-it note, hey, we're going to the guy tomorrow to check and make sure you're still a virgin. It's a little bit of a better way to do this. And, and that's where I was going to go with the next statement, that it was just by just by saying, okay, let's 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 forget the test. Let's forget the fact that he's dragging her to the, the gynecologist. If she does need to go, that is something that has to happen with teenage women. We need to start getting them used to going to the gynecologist before they go out into the real the big bad world by themselves. Okay, it's something that they have to do. Um, and it's cold. It's sterile. It's different. You're taking off your clothes in front of somebody. It's a different kind of. It's a different kind of exam that. It's it's a hundred percent a different kind of exam that no one will understand unless they've gone through it. So. Let's just get that out there. That's something that does have to happen. But beyond the post-it note and the dragging her to the doctor and, hey, we're we're checking you for your your virginity, he's saying this is so that she makes good choices. How is dragging her to a doctor and saying, prove to me you're a virgin, making good choices? Because now she's 18. She can go to the gynecologist. And when they go to the gynecologist and he goes, I want you to tell me what the test results, she can go, no. She is legally an adult, and she can say, absolutely not. And at 18 and a half, at 19, at 20, she could just go buck wild. Did he go through and actually have a discussion with his daughter about what the good choices, like his quote-unquote good choices are? Because his, what he defines as good choices obviously are going to be different than what I define as good choices. But here I am talking to my daughter about it, and I'm saying, listen, this is what happened with me. This is what I want for you. This is what I want you to do. These are the things that are going to happen. These are, the, these are the consequences if you do these things. If you choose this path, this is how, you, you know, this is how I think it's going to happen. If you choose this path, this is what I think is going to happen from my experience. Those are the conversations you should be having. And I'm not saying that my way is the only way. There's other people that have better, I'm not going to say better, different. There are other ways of doing that kind of thing with your children that still lead them down your quote-unquote good path. And your good path, again, is going to be different than mine. But there are ways of doing that. This way is not, this is like taking a test, like every Monday you're going to take a test and it's going to cover the last, three pages of the book. I'm going to hand you a book on Monday. The next Monday, you're going to take a test on the last three pages of the book. Do you really think that I'm not going to just read those last three pages Sunday night? That doesn't teach me to read the book. I know that's a really bad analogy, but that's, I mean, that's, I don't see how this actually teaches her something. This isn't, this is not a teachable thing. This is not a discussion thing. This is, this is a forced thing and a forced thing usually ends up ending up badly. And I think that's what Ford is more upset about is because it's more forced. You know, it's not something that she, Mm -hmm. even then, I would not expect her to be like, okay, Dad, let's go. It's my time for my annual test just to prove to you that I'm a virgin. No. The thing is, is that, you know, this is literally like, it's so archaic. I I was like, it seems like something that happens in a, you know, strict religion-type situation. But it's happening here, and and it's happening with him. And I think that's, you know, so often, you know, women and men have literally died defending freedoms so that things like that don't occur. And the fact that you nonchalantly just, hey, I don't trust that she's going to uh, 
be the person that we wanted to be, so I'm just going to follow up on it, and I'm going to go to the doctor, and I'm just going to ask the doctor, hey, doc, tell me. It's like we're not going here to, like, find out if your child has cavities. You're going to find out if she is still a virgin. And like I said, even as I say this and as I'm talking about it, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it that someone actually is doing this. And I don't know if there's other people out there who do the same thing. Like I said, probably from a religious standpoint, and I don't even want to start going off onto that because that is a sensitive topic. But the thing is, is that I don't understand why we just can't have the talk and entrust that our kids are going to make the proper decisions that they're going to make. I think if you teach them right and you keep them and you do it consistently, they will make those good decisions. I yeah. think so. And I really honestly think that people are going to make mistakes along the way and they're not going to make, it's like, I'm sorry, when I was a teenager, I made stupid decisions. Absolutely. I was a buckethead. I only saw what was right in front of me. I didn't see the consequences that were going to come down the road. So, yeah, that's going to happen. I mean, heck, there's still times that I do it now. You know, I don't, I don't see the fallout that's coming. I only see what's right in there in front of me. And, you know, you walk out and you make those decisions that you think are good at the time. So human nature, like if you teach them right, you have to trust that they're going to be okay and that they're going to make those good decisions. And if you have those discussions, if it's open dialogue, if it's, you know, you can come to you afterwards, if you do make the stupid decisions that, you know, that you're going to be coming back and saying, Hey, you know, mom, I, I totally effed up. This is what happened. Now what? Not like, I don't know what to do now. If you can have those, if you don't open that doorway, if you don't have that trust, if you don't have that foundation, there's no way that you're going to be able to go, okay, now what? Let's sit down and we'll, we'll figure this out. It's hard to do. I, I could talk an hour. I, this, this I can go on for an hour for. No, like, you this know, is I, something. I, I actually think, you know what, I'm going to scrub. Well, we actually did have a, another story that we were going to talk about tonight. Um, actually, we're going to stick with this story for a little bit. Because I, I know it's it's something right. near to you, but we actually did have another story tonight. Uh, um, I'm going to save the top five for the last few minutes of the show. We'll still do the top five. See, this is what we call in-show editing. Um, <laughs> we'll save the top five here for uh, coming up here next, which will be our next story because it's a lot of fun. We're not going to end on a <laughs> sad note, but on a very um, serious note. But the other story would have been. Uh, which we will pretty much uh, uh, maybe we'll leave it for another time. Um, I'll it's say our, it's a hot button topic. We might as well just well, let's just go through it. We can do it quick. Oh, the come on, oh, the, you want to? Was going to do? Yeah, well, the, the okay. Yeah, the okay, okay, okay. That's fine. Well, you know what? We'll come back to this after this next story if we have a little time. By the way, this is page one. I'm LeVar, that's Mary. If you do wish to call in and if you do have a comment or uh, anything you want to add, 563-999-3779. But uh, the other story that we were going to talk about and the one that I was probably almost going to get rid of was the fact that uh, last week, uh, of course, and the conversations that Mary and I have, because we always say the conversations that we don't have live on this show uh, sometimes uh, seem to always make a news story afterwards. And in this case, yeah. the whole thing started the week before where you made the comment of OK Boomer. And mm-hmm. I'd never heard it. Of course, it has never heard it until the following day when I get about five, six different stories that come across <laughs> my social media. <laughs> and then NBC News uh, came out with an article that states that the OK Boomer is dividing generations, and what does it mean? And back in, uh, of course, 1963, when the term Baby Boomer was first published, it carried just one definition, a person born during the tail end or in the decade after World War II. Of course, when the U.S. saw a tremendous spike in births. But now, 
Boomer is also evidently an insult to an older person who may or may not technically be a baby boomer. The development of the word uh, as a pretty much in recent phenomenon is best exemplified by OK Boomer, a phrase that has gained heavy traction on the social video app TikTok. And i got to tell you, I don't have TikTok. I could tell you how it works. I think I've seen a few TikToks, but to me, you could probably do the same thing on some other app that you could do on TikTok, but I'm not downing it, but hey, whatever. Uh, much like the poorly aged 90s slang, talk to the hand, OK Boomer is a derisive repudiation, uh, a bit mocking in tone like a verbal eye roll, and is directed specifically by a young person towards someone older. Uh, if you've spent much time on Twitter lately, you've probably observed ample activity around hashtag OKBoomer okay and hashtag Boomer. And in a now-deleted tweet, uh, radio host Bob Lawrenceberry conjured a storm of controversy when he likened Boomer to the N-word, claiming that it was an mm-hmm. ancient slur, an allegation that John Kelly, senior research editor at Dictionary.com, expertly negates. Um, of course, I also would say that because you cannot compare the N-word to Boomer. And if you do, you're fundamentally right. not understanding the power balance that goes with slurs. But anyway, uh, a lot of people, it's kind of one of those things where half the people that you may talk to may be offended by it. The other half just kind of take it in stride. Um, first of all, has anyone ever said <laughs> Boomer to you? And if so, do you think that it's kind of a slur? Or do you just think it's one of those like terms where you're pretty much not offended by it? Uh, I don't get offended by a lot of things, so I don't get offended. No, I have because I am technologically savvy and down with the memes and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Um, by saying that, I'm hey, sure boomer. there are teenagers out there that are going, okay, boomer. Um, <laughs> no, I have not had that done to me yet. Um, yet, the optimum word, um, by a young person <laughs> that has not been discussing it with me at the time. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. You, 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 you brought up the, um, that tweet that got deleted about the, the comparing the two words and that brought up the, uh, John Mulaney skit, like their skit about, no, if you're comparing two words and you won't even say one word, that word is the worst word. <laughs> like, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically his bit. And that's basically what I came down to when I saw that tweet. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, let's try that again. So have you been okay boomered yet or no? Uh, yes, I have. Thing? Can we make it into a verb? Can we verbalize it like that? Make it a verb? You- verbalize. We have verbalized it. Can we make it a verb? You've been okay boomered? Um... What would be the... What would be a feature? Is okay, boomer? Boomering? Yeah, I don't know. Is boom- <laughs> now we're going to get an okay boomer. Now somebody's going to tweet and be like, okay boomer. That's what's gonna Is boomer actually a word? I don't think so. <laughs> no. yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know. mean. Me fail English? That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's boomer. <laughs> Can we actually use that? <laughs> okay, boomer. Uh, we need a no, sound like this is okay, boomer. Come on, Simpsons. Huh? Yeah. I was going to say, we need a sound bite. Come on, Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ralph Wiggum never <laughs> always is. Okay, uh... boomer. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, I think I have been okay, boomer. Uh, but I don't. Here's the thing. Uh, I. Hey, to me, if you're going to say, okay, Boomer, that means that I am probably, you're admitting that I'm probably wiser than you, and I probably know a lot than you, <laughs> and that you were pretty much not happy with the fact that uh tried to help you out, and you thought that my methods were old, but in the end, eventually, you will probably use the methods that I provided. So I take it more uh. as, hey. <laughs> that means you okay. Gave some like, hey, okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that was so you take my rep. You got what I was saying. <laughs> not even close. Not uh, even close. No, not gonna happen. Yeah. 
But yeah, so no, I mean, I'm, I'm not offended by it, uh, and to yeah, to use it and say that it's close to the N word, not even close. And if you really want to start, no, on no, top, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, no, I no, guess no, I'll no, do no, my no, no. on that topic. I mean, if you are, what you know what? No, I'm not even gonna go with. I'm not even gonna go there tonight because that's. <laughs> uh, if that's you know me, you, you really know my feelings on that. But if you yeah, really would like, huh? Don't be comparing words. No, you can't compare <laughs> you it to that. Don't. No. And yeah. even then, you know what? The one thing kind of I'm going to go on to the side here in regards to that, because this week I've seen a few articles come out where, uh, and I think was it a few weeks ago where there was, um, who was it? It was some social media star that was singing, it was a star too, I think it was a Hollywood star, but it was somebody that was singing a song and it had the N-word in it. And they were on Instagram Live or something like that singing and they actually had said the word. And people were very, very upset about it. And like I said, I'm not going to go too much into this, but uh, I mean, you've seen my picture, quote people. But mm-hmm. don't let the voice fool you, because I've been told I sound one way and I don't look the way I look. But anyway, <laughs> um, I am not a proponent of it. You've never heard me use it on this show. Never will use it on this show. And quite frankly, I kind of think it's one of those things where We've now gotten way past the point of no return, but you're all smart enough, people. You know words that you can't use. I mean, I can't tell you not to use it among your circle of friends, but just be mindful of who you're around. You just can't go out and say it. Because like I said, I would say, no, don't use it, which I can't tell you what to say. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, is that I've seen a lot of people who don't look like me use it freely. And if that is your vocab, quite frankly, please don't call me that because I'm not going to respond to it. You're going to get a really dirty look (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and probably a lecture. But, yeah, we'll leave it right there. I think you know pretty much at that point kind of how I feel about that. But anyway, I digress. Um, You know, before I kind of get to uh, the last story, uh, there's something that was kind of bothering me. Um, Hmm. I have not discussed it with with Mary yet, and I was actually going to leave it for a story next week, but I don't think it can wait. Um, Only because... It's been in the news here the last few days. And like I said, normally I would probably give Mary a heads up on this, but I did not. And I apologize. This is going to this is like the beauty of the show where this kind of comes off. So I, I don't really watch a lot of movies. I know you may, oh, you may watch, but um, I actually uh, had seen a story, but before I go there, I actually do see that we have a caller. <laughs> so I'm going oh, to stop. Awesome. I'm going to go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I guess that story will be left for next week. But <laughs> I am actually going to see if our caller wants to talk tonight. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hey, what's your name and where are you from? It's Pianchi Carlin. Hey, you know you was talking about the uh, yeah you were talking about the, uh, the N word. You know one thing that irks me is when I hear people uh, say things as if all blacks are the same <laughs> when they use the word we and they use the word the days and that there is irking. And you know something else too. Uh, Africans from the continent don't like to be called black because they don't yes, use that word that. to uh, yeah they don't use that word to identify themselves. And I was at a conference one time when uh, American black tried to get that over man, 
and uh, a heated discussion sprung out of that. I thought it was going to turn into a fisticuff. But uh, that's how it is. Now, and I was over in Egypt and some young uh, men that was there with me, teenagers, they went out in the market and one of the vendors in the market, the Egyptians, greeted them, what's up, my end? So, (laughs) we live in a close world. But anyway, go ahead. I was going to say, I think because it's become so entrenched in music and in movies, people feel that they're comfortable with now using it, and that's where I kind of have the issue because, you know, when I see this and people – think that it's okay. I was like, no, it's still not okay. And I kind of wish we would get away from that, but there's nothing I can do about that. And I know when it comes to, you know, people who choose to use it around their friends, I was like, I can't stop you from doing that, but just be mindful of who you speak to. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to let you guys get back to your show. Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening this week. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So what I was going to say is, yeah, and just another thing, like, just to kind of offshoot you, like, okay, again, you can't tell people what to say in their conversations with their friends, but not even mindful of who you say it to, but who you are saying it to your friends around. Because yeah. it'd be, I don't like using, I don't use that word. I don't like hearing it. I think it's kind. Of, it kind of shows like it's it's either it's either very vulgar in the way that's used, or it mm-hmm. shows your education, and that and that yeah. throws me off. And it, and and by education, I don't mean like book smart. I mean just overall common sense education. Um, right. So yeah, if you're saying that and that like to your group and you're back and forth, and I'm sitting on a bus train L next to you or down a couple seats from you and you're saying it loud enough so that I can hear it, I'm offended because you are just showing how ridiculous you are. Yeah. And it's like, how is that okay? But yeah. It's not, that's, that's like an entire show for itself. And um, uh-huh. actually, well, no, I don't even want to go deep into that because that will cause like a lot of like <laughs> serious debate. But um, I guess let's get into the last story because I don't want to end on like a bad note. So I was going to say, well, the next story, we'll pick the one that I was about to get into next week um, that I was going to do off the cuff, but we'll get into that one. But the one that we had talked about, uh, Mary and I, we we are both uh, old school gamers. Uh, speaking of okay boomer. <laughs> so one of the conversations that we had, and I don't know how this came up, was about video games. And if there is something that at least one of us has done, and I'm not talking about me and Mary, but uh, that all of us has done at some point in our life, I would think, has played a video game. And Mm -hmm. uh, the conversation came up as to just... Now, this list is going to go far everywhere across the board. Now, originally I said the five best games that you've played and the five worst games that you have played. So we've got ten minutes. Um, so I would say at this point, um, what's the five best and worst that you have played? Oh God! All right, so I I was bad and procrastinated, but one hundred percent, I totally procrastinated. I'm go, I'm being honest, just throwing that out there. Um, so being honest with the group. Five best games. Yeah, everybody, honesty, procrastination. That would be me. Uh, the five best games. Uh, and I'm not. This is in no particular order. Um. There's going to be two Zelda games on here. Uh, Breath of the Wild uh, that came out recently. Um, so if anybody's done the Switch, that's on the Switch. Oh my gosh, great! Because and this is one of the reasons that I'd probably put it at five. Because I also really loved the first Legend of Zelda that really got me into video games to begin with. Uh, Mario Three, 
Um, one of the Donkey Kongs, uh, Tropical Freeze. And then I, there's a reason why I like it, but, um, I really do enjoy, um, oh, and now I just lost the name of it. I'm thinking Rico. My brain just stopped. Oh my gosh. My brain stopped. I was going to say Fallout, but that's not the one it is. It is. It's going to come to you like after the show oh, well. goes off. It's going to come to me after the show is over. But, yeah, it's it's a shoot 'em up game. Go figure. Oh, dang it. 007 is in there, too. Yeah, 007 gets a um, honorable mention. No, 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 uh, no. This Gold is Nine? a recent one. It has, um, oh, yeah, GoldenEye for 007, yeah. The one that yeah. I can't remember the name of is, yeah. But there's, there's a lot of good games out there, so it was really hard. But those are the ones, those are the top ones that come to my mind. And if somebody said, hey, let's play one of those five, I would be like, yes, let's do it. Absolutely, every time. Every time. So that's my five top ones. Um, I'm sorry? Did you have a worst list? Would you? Yeah, well, I only have a few on the worst list. Sonic that's Boom. Five. <laughs> that's five. Because that's awful. That was just <laughs> awful. Um, <laughs> that, um, I'm trying to think. Excite Bike is awful. <laughs> Although it's nostalgic, so I still play it, but it's awful. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sonic. Um, the Fallout game, which is why I said, <laughs> which is why I said it's not Fallout, like, but that's the one I'm thinking of. Really I know people are gonna be like, "Oh my that. god, oh my god, you're so old." That's what this is gonna be. Uh, I don't like Fallout, especially Fallout 76. I did do a review on that one. Ugh. Please, um, Bethesda just likes to mess up stuff. So those those three are the first. Those are the top three that come to mind. Um. I know there's a couple of games that I'm tired of. They're not awful. They're just, I'm tired. Oh, No Man's Sky. That one sucked, too. Hmm. I don't know if you know that one. It no. sucked. Um, so I got four out of the five. Like I said, I procrastinated, so. You know, I, I was thinking of my list. Mine's are pretty much all, like, the ones that you, uh, I said my top five worst was Bubble Bobble. If you've never played it, it's so, like, pointless. Uh, Friday the 13th, just god-awful. And I can't reiterate enough how bad it is. Uh, look up Friday the 13th video game. Uh, it's probably even on YouTube. I played it, I bought it on a whim when I was younger, thinking that it was going to be full of action. And it has no regular algorithm to it at all. It, it, it's a horrible game to play. Um, I said Excite Bike. I said Dr. Mario. I'm sorry, but it's a knockoff of Tetris with some pills, and it didn't. <laughs> it was the worst game ever. Um, and then I said the original Tecmo Bowl. I'm going to get a lot of people that's going to hate that decision, but I stand by it. Yeah. You play it on the newer Nintendo, the, the smaller one, it's still horrible. <laughs> uh, five yeah, deaths. Uh, I said Pac-Man, uh, Mortal Kombat, the original one from 92, mm. uh, Punch-Out, Contra, which was like, maybe the only action games that I think that I was ever really like interested in and did a lot with. And then NBA jam. Cause I had to, as, cause my list would have wound up being like all sports games, but uh, NBA jam basically did it for me. So those were the ones that I kind of liked, but uh, you know, as I was thinking of this list, I couldn't help but think of like the handheld games and the other little mini games. I mean that, you know, the, the tiger games that, used to come out, love those. Probably the worst one that ever, I'm now going to show my age. If any of you out there remember back in the day, uh, Sears, uh, which now seems to be closing more and more and more, and that's a different story for a different day, but a long time ago when I was a child, 
wee lad. Sears used to sell this little mini, it was like a little small black box, and it was a driving game, and it had the steering wheel on it. And you could steer the car. It was, <laughs> it was like a little like conveyor belt, which went along with these little cars in the conveyor belt that like lit up, and you kind of had mm-hmm. to like pass them. And it was really mm-hmm. loud. I remember that. And you had to pass these things up. And if you hit it, made noises, or game was over, it stopped. But, yeah, it was just bad. Um, yeah. It, it's, I wouldn't even <laughs> entertain the thought of buying that thing if you ever see it online. Yeah, that's pretty much what we did. So, but no. But that was that was it. But hopefully, if you guys have your own list of top like video games or not top video games, let us know. <laughs> um, and as I said, you can like either drop it off over on uh, Mary's uh, Twitter page or over on my Twitter page. But we'd love to know what your favorites are and what weren't your favorites. But yeah, I mean, uh, as for tonight, and I have a lot more favorites than the top five. I, yeah. I really do. <laughs> It's it's a list that I think, you know, and like I said, if you were like a video game junkie, um, hopefully your area has like what we have here in Chicago. We have a couple of arcade bars and like places that like have really revitalized the arcade. Um, go out and play it and um, hopefully you will have fun. But yeah, it kind of like takes a little bit of stress away too. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry about Dr. Mario. I just thought I'd, I wasn't a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I Nothing absolutely hate Bubble Bobble. Hate it. Never liked it. And I think it was one of the top games on some list somewhere. Hate it. So we could do a two-minute rant on Bubble Bobble, and I could tell you just how stupid it was. <laughs> different story for a different day. Um, okay. Looking at the clock on the wall, uh, I'm not going to start to anything else, but I will ask you if you had anything to add for this week. Um, nothing to add for this week, although um, because of the the nature of the the show, by all means, if if you want to tweet, if you want to you know jump on, well, you can't do it on my Instagram, but if you want to tweet at me or what have you, or through um, or include me in the whole thing with Lavar uh, and throw in uh, comments about what I said earlier with everything. Um, by all means, I, I, it's open, I'm, I'm open to dialogue for all of that. So, That's one part and I'd rather have that open to... dialogue than not. Yeah, it's open dialogue here. Whatever is on your mind, we do appreciate everybody that calls in, everybody that uh, has a comment about the show, or even, you know, if uh, if it's good, bad, and different, We'd love to hear from you. And I guess I would say to all the folks out there is that I'm excited. I can't announce yet because it's still in the works. But we have a few 411 lounges coming up soon. Um, And also uh, I've been doing some things with uh, PLM and with Spontaneous. We'll be having something in December. I will have more details on that coming up, our end-of-the-year roundtable uh, as we discuss things going into 2020. I do believe that's coming up December 8th. I know I can tell you that right now. And also, a few big surprises coming up around February of next year. And one of the guests, potentially, I'm kind of excited about, and I can't announce it yet until it actually gets finalized. (laughs) So that's why it's important to stay tuned to our Twitter pages and to keep on listening because we will have a lot of opportunities uh, and a lot of other good things going on. So I can't thank you all enough. Of course, I always thank my wonderful friend and partner and co-host, Mary, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, We will see you next Friday night, I believe. I think there is I believe so, unless something changes. And I, and I think we'll do this probably the same time again next Friday night. So for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks for listening, and have a great week, everybody. Bye.